0: What's up world? I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress, writer, and director Greta Gerwig and the movie The House of Gucci. First, let's talk about the career of Greta Gerwig. She is one of my favorite actresses. She's one of my favorite directors. She's one of my favorite writers. She is somebody who has done it all. And the first movie I saw Greta Gerwig in was Greenberg with Ben Stiller. It was also the first movie she worked with writer-director Noah Baumbach. You can just watch that movie and you can tell you're watching a future movie star. She has phenomenal chemistry with Ben Stiller in this movie. I would describe this movie as a somber romantic comedy. Gerwig then had supporting roles in largely forgettable studio movies, No Strings Attached with Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher, and the remake of Arthur with Russell Brand and Helen Mirren. I saw the remake of Arthur in theaters. It is not a good movie, but even in that movie, Greta Gerwig is quite good as a love interest to Russell Brand's character. Gerwig co-wrote and starred in two Noah Baumbach films, Francis Ha, more on that in a bit, and Mistress America, and I love their collaboration as writer-directors, as actors-director. I mean, their movies are just so good. I think it's super fascinating to point out that there was a moment in Greta Gerwig's career when she was going to co-star in the How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your Dad. She was going to be an actress and one of the writers on the show. Her career would have gone in a very different direction. I have no idea if that spin-off would have been as good as the original, but I do know that more people might know the name Greta Gerwig if she were on that show, because let's be frank, Greta Gerwig is not a super well-known actress. She's probably more well-known as a writer-director now than she was as an actress. Not a lot of people saw Frances Ha. Not a lot of people saw Greenberg. If that show had moved forward and become a hit, then Gerwig's career might have gone in a completely different direction, and we might not be getting wonderful films like Lady Bird and Little Women, and interestingly enough, that show is now moving forward. How I Met Your Dad is happening this time with Hilary Duff, and I think it makes way more sense for a show like that to star Hilary Duff than it does to star Greta Gerwig, and after the show with her did not go forward, Gerwig had a leading role in Maggie's Plan with Ethan Hawke, Bill Hader, and Julianne Moore, and support. Performances in Pablo Lorraine's Jackie with Natalie Portman and Mike Mills's 20th Century Women with Annette Benning, Elle Fanning, and Billy Crudup. I think the biggest moment of Gerwig's career was in 2017, where she blew me and most of the world away with her sole directorial debut, Lady Bird, starring Sir Ronan, Laurie Metcalf, Beanie Feldstein, Tracy Letts, Lucas Hedges, and Timothy Chalamet. This is one of my all time favorite films. It's one of the best coming of age. Movies ever. It features one of the best casts you'll ever see. Gerwig was nominated for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. And in 2019, she followed up Lady Bird with an adaptation of Little Woman, again with Ronan and Chalamet and Florence Pugh, Laura Dern, Chris Cooper, Eliza Scanlon, and Meryl Streep. It's a wonderful period piece drama. How she constructed the movie is brilliant. She was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars, and she should have once again been nominated for Best Director. After these two films alone, she's already one of my favorite directors in the business. Think about that. She's made one of the best movies about modern times, and then she's gone in the past and made one of the best period piece adaptations I've ever seen. My favorite Greta Gerwig performance is in Francis Ha. It's one of the best leading performances. She sets the tone and everyone else follows it, and I know when people think of modern black and white films, they think boring, but it's far from that. Frances Ha is fun and lively, and that's all due to Gerwig, who's great with her co-stars Mickey Sumner, Michael Zagan, and Adam Driver. It's a travesty Gerwig was not nominated for an Oscar for Best Leading Performance and for Best Original Screenplay with Noah Baumbach. I love Frances Ha. If you have not seen this movie, I could not recommend it more. I think her biggest strength as an actress is there isn't anyone else like her. I mean, she's wild in a way. You don't know what she's going to do next she's unpredictable like you watch Frances Ha and you can see the unlimited amount of energy you watch that movie and it's such a lively performance given by Gerwig I don't think there's any modern actress that's like her the most underrated performance of her career is in 20th century women she's playing a character who is super young and dealing with a serious illness I don't think enough people have seen this movie Gerwig along with Annette Benning and Elle Fanning put on an acting clinic It's by far her best dramatic work as an actress. Like, it's not funny like Frances Ha and not even funny like Greenberg. It is super serious. She has some really sad moments, especially with the character played by Billy Crudup. Those moments were just really sad to watch. Gerwig's next projects include her return to acting. She hasn't starred in a film since 20th Century Women and hasn't appeared in a film since Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs in 2017, which was a voice performance. Gerwig is set to star alongside Adam Driver, Don Cheadle, Raffi Cassidy, Jodie Turner-Smith, and Alessandro Nivola in White Noise, written and directed by Noah Baumbach. It will be their fourth film together. I'm excited to see her act again. I feel like people forget how good of an actress she is, and I have a feeling she's going to remind them. She's also going to co-write and direct a Barbie movie, which she is writing with Baumbach and starring Margot Robbie. If anyone can make a quality film about the famous doll, it's Gerwig, and she's writing the script for Disney's live-action Snow White, starring Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot. And if you doubt that Gerwig can bring new life to a story told over and over again, just watch Little Women. And I fully understand people's hesitations when they hear that indie filmmakers are going to make movies with big studios like Disney. I mean, I'm not happy that Barry Jenkins is going to make the sequel to Jan Favreau's live-action Lion King movie, but I have faith that Barry Jenkins is going to make the best possible movie that can be made out of that. The same with Gerwig and Snow White. Like, I've seen Snow White over and over and over again. We've all seen Snow White. We've seen the cartoon. What is the big deal about a live-action Snow White? I also saw Lily Collins play Snow White. We've seen it over and over and over again. Yes, I maybe want Gerwig to make more movies like Little Women and Lady Bird, but I'm really excited to see what she can do with the Snow White and what she can do with both. Barbie. I mean, that's the one I'm most interested in. It was also announced that Ryan Gosling is going to play Ken with Margot Robbie playing Barbie. So if those two actors are going to sign on to that project, sign me up immediately. Here's a list of Greta Gerwig movies I highly recommend you check out. Greenberg, Frances Ha, Maggie's playing Jackie, 20th Century Women, Lady Bird, and Little Women. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The House of Gucci. Here's a quick synopsis. Patricia begins what feels like a wholesome relationship with Maurizio Gucci until things begin to fall apart when they commit a hostile takeover of his family's fashion empire. This was one of the most highly anticipated films of the year. Everyone was talking about the house of Gucci on the internet, the trailers, and for me, for the most part, this movie lived up to that hype, and a lot of that has to do with the performances. Let's talk about it. I mean, the film stars Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, You know Jeremy Irons and Selma Hayek and the standout performances come from Lady Gaga who proves she's more than just a one-hit wonder. I think her biggest strength as an actress is she can form intense chemistry with other actors. In A Star is Born it was with Bradley Cooper and now with Adam Driver in The House of Gucci. Her chemistry with both of them is so intense it makes you care about the relationships and in both films she's playing somebody who desperately wants something so badly. In A Star is Born, it's to have a singing career. And in The House of Gucci, it's to be respected and wealthy at all costs. Then you have Adam Driver in what I would call his best performance this year. He's better in this than in Annette and in The Last Duel. He has some great scenes with Lady Gaga and Jeremy Irons. It's insane that it's the same guy from Girls in Marriage Story. I think Driver gives the most subtle performance in the entire movie. He's not flashy. He's not going for it when he's working with other actors who are really going for it. And speaking of someone who is really going for it in this movie, Jared Leto, who has become the most polarizing actor working today. He won the Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Then he played the Joker, which didn't go well. He's become the face of method acting and not in a good way. I'm a fan. I like him in my so-called life, Fight Club, American Psycho Panic Room. And I thought he was the best part of the little things. And I think he's one of the best parts of the House of Gucci, and I don't understand the critique that the performance is too over the top. I think that's the entire point of the character he is playing. He's playing somebody who wants attention. I would not be mad if he gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. I think it's really interesting that in both Ridley Scott movies this year, there are two performances that you either love or you hate, and it's Jared Leto in The House of Gucci and it's Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. There is no in between with these performances. You either love them or you hate them. And I love both of them. I hope both of them get nominated for Best Supporting Actor nominations. And then you have two of the best actors of all time in this movie, Al Pacino and Jeremy Irons. I think the late stages of Pacino's career has become quite simple. If he works with a great director, he can still give really good performances. I mean, with The Irishman, with Martin Scorsese, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino, and now with House of Gucci and Ridley Scott. I mean, when he works with a master filmmaker, you can see the signs that Al Pacino is still one of the very best. And I've always been a massive fan of Jeremy Irons. I mean, the guy has an amazing voice. He was the voice of Scar and the Lion King, and he's given some of my favorite performances in Die Hard with a Vengeance, Margin Call, and The Man Who Knew Infinity. It is one of the biggest crimes ever committed by the Oscars not to get give him an acting nomination for Margin Call. That is one of the best supporting performances I've ever seen. Pacino and Irons are brilliant as the elder statesman of the Gucci family in this movie. Like I said before, The House of Gucci is the second film this year from Sir Ridley Scott. The first was The Last Duel. He's the perfect director of The House of Gucci because he knows how to give every actor a moment to shine in a movie. I mean, look at his resume. Gladiator, American Gangster, in the Martian. Yeah, they have great leading performances from Matt Damon in The Martian, Denzel Washington, in American Gangster, and Russell Crowe in Gladiator and American Gangster. But he also lets the supporting actors like Joaquin Phoenix, Connie Nielsen, Damon Hansu, and the late Richard Harrison Gladiator, Chiwetel Edge of Josh Brolin in American Gangster, Jessica Chastain, Edge of Four, Jeff Daniels, Sean Bean, Donald Glover in The Martian Thrive. Scott knows what to do with a an ensemble full of movie stars, and that's never been more evident than his two films this year. The Last Duel has Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, and Adam Driver as the leads, but it also has Ben Affleck, and The House of Gucci has Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, but also has Leto Irons and Al Pacino giving magnificent performances. I really like the tone of this movie and like that everyone is going for it, and yes, there are crazy accents, but they are not in any way dis. Distracting from the plot of the film. I know people can't get over Gaga's accent in particular, but the one thing that I have to say about it is yes, it is far from a perfect Italian accent, but I don't care. It's not distracting at all from the overall plot, and she's still giving a really good movie star performance. Also, it's a story going in I knew absolutely nothing about. I watched that show on FX, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Who knew the fashion industry had so much tragedy and so many scandals. Also, I want to say I feel a bit bad for Adam Driver in the two films he made with Ridley Scott this year, The Last Duel and House of Gucci. He gives excellent understated performances, but he gets outshined by wonderful leading ladies in Jodie Comer and Lady Gaga and colorful showy performances from Ben Affleck and Jared Leto. It will be interesting to see if he gets Oscar nominated for any of his free performances this year, The Last Duel Annette in the House of Gucci. If it were me, I'd nominate him for House of Gucci. Like I said earlier, it's his best performance this year. He's playing someone that, because of wealth, wanted things he never wanted before, and that's what money does. It makes us want things we never wanted and are unimportant. And I thought he played that really well. I've said all the things I like about this movie. I now have to talk about the one major issue I have with the movie, and that's the part that Selma Hayek. now let me be honest I've never been the biggest Selma Hayek fan but her role in this movie makes absolutely no sense it feels rushed it feels unpolished it feels like it's from a different movie everyone's talking about how Jared Leto feels like he's in a different movie how Al Pacino feels like he's in a different movie I think the performance that feels like they're in a completely other film other than the house of Gucci is Selma Hayek if she's playing that pivotal of a role make it make sense. Her role in the movie made zero sense. I have no idea how close to reality she's playing this real-life character. Again, this movie, events all happened in real life. I have no idea how close to the relationship, but for a movie, you need to make it make sense. She's in a few scenes, and then she's in maybe the most pivotal moment of the movie. I think it's the biggest downfall of the film. It keeps it from being one of the very best films of the year. I think it's a very good movie, but it's not great. And I feel like it's not great because of Selma Hayek. The movie did such a good job of explaining the relationship between Gaga's and Driver's character at the beginning of the movie. And then it did nothing to explain why Lady Gaga's character trusted the Selma Hayek character at all. I just don't understand how that big a part of the plot of the movie you felt was unnecessary to explain. It's the big downfall of this film it keeps it from being perfect and let me explain her character a little further without spoiling the movie whatsoever Selma Hayek's character is playing a psychic who regularly meets with Lady Gaga's character Patricia and let me say this off the bat I've heard that maybe in the 90s or whenever this took place that people had more personal relationships with psychics maybe that is all true but it didn't feel earned at all they had zero chemistry a movie that is built on the chemistry of the leading characters and then not to have chemistry with one of the biggest factors of the movie. The ending of this film is a complete and utter mess. In a movie that's supposed to be about the crime, the crime is the most least interesting part of the movie, the parts with the board meetings, the parts with them taking over the fashion empire, that's what's most interesting about the movie, and I feel like Ridley Scott understands that, but he had to put in that part where, yeah, a major crime was committed, but they so lazily put it in there. It is maddening, the ending of this movie. It keeps the movie from being perfect. It probably keeps it from being nominated for Best Picture. Overall, The House of Gucci gave me most everything I wanted, an entertaining, sometimes fun movie filled with movie stars giving it their all about a tragedy that was caused by greed. I think this movie is going to get Oscar play. Gaga will be nominated for Best Leading Actress. Mark my words, that is going to happen, and it deserves to happen. She's really good in this movie, Accent and all. I really want Adam Driver to be nominated. I have less belief that that will actually happen, and I think Jared Leto, Al Pacino, or Jeremy Irons 2, 1, or 3 are going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I think it's going to be Jared Leto, and I think there's a real possibility that Al Pacino is going to get nominated as well for Best Supporting Actor, but I think Lady Gaga and Jared Leto are the definitive acting nominations that are going to happen for this movie, and I think they should happen for this movie. Yes, their interviews about these performances are in insuff- it feels like lady gaga is just as big a method actress as Jared Leto is a method actor and I know we don't like to talk about it but it is super effective on screen as for Ridley Scott he should be nominated for best director but not for the house of Gucci he should get nominated for best director for the last duel that is one of the best films of the year and I think it's the better of the two Ridley Scott movies made this year I would be kind of surprised if the House of Gucci was nominated for for best picture I mean there are 10 films this year that are definitely going to get nominated they changed that rule so instead of 8 or 9 there's going to be a definitive 10 and I would love for the house of Gucci to get that nomination if the last duel was also nominated I think these are two of the better films of 2021 I know they're polarizing for very different reasons but the house of Gucci delivered on what we all wanted it to be I mean you watch those trailers You all made those online memes about the movie, and then the movie delivered. I know I've heard some criticism that maybe the movie takes itself way too seriously, like Ridley Scott has done with movies like All the Money in the World. I get it. I love the movie All the Money in the World, though. So, The House of Gucci delivered on exactly what I wanted it to be. And we all have to stop criticizing a movie for being long. I mean, The critique of The House of Gucci being too long at two and a half hours is insufferable, and it's coming from the same people who will watch a three-hour Marvels movie. I am at the point in my life where I don't want to watch a three-hour Marvel movie. I would rather watch a a two-and-a-half-hour Ridley Scott movie, and both of his movies this year were over two-and-a-half hours, and it was two of the best five hours of movie watching I've spent this entire year. That is the best recommendation I can make for this movie. It never felt too long. It was always interesting. I always enjoyed watching it. I love the pacing. It felt like a fast two and a half hours. I highly recommend you check out The House of Gucci. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week I put the spotlight on the career of actress and writer and director Greta Gerwig and the movie The House of Gucci. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the movies the Power of the Dog, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and Cody Schmidt mcphee written and directed by Jane Campion, and Belfast, starring Jude Hill, Katrina Balfe, Jamie Dornan, Kieran Hines, and Dame Judi Dench, written and directed by Sir Kenneth Branagh. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe.